Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm delighted. Hey, the Greater New Haven uh, Community Chorus is celebrating 60 years. We're the same yeah. age. Me, me and the chorus are the same age, Allison. So Allison oh my gosh, was- we got to have our birthday parties together. <laughs> so it's Allison, right? Allison Kegel, Allison. You can call me Allie. People you Al- Allie, Allie is the artistic director for the for the uh, Greater New Haven uh, Community Chorus. And they're, they're having a big concert coming up on December 9th at the Center Church. And uh, I, I was on the website, like, you know, just checking it out. I was like, wow, this is pretty darn big. So tell me about, tell me about, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the, the choral, the chorus. Well, I, um, I became the artistic director at last year. So this is my, um, the third, the third concert that I'm planning. Um, and the chorus has been around for 60 years. They started out singing, um, row, row, row your boat in in canon. (laughs) And then, you know, it grew and grew. It's, you know, it's around, um, usually around a hundred people. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's a big group. It's fun. Um, and they're amazing people, you know, amazing people with amazing stories, all different ages. We have people who have been in the chorus for, for 35 years, and so, it's a volunteer course. Like, what do you put a call out for people? Like, hey, we're taking new singers. Come sing with yeah, us. Yeah, well, and it's unauditioned. Anybody can join. So oh, really? You don't need. You don't need to sing for me. You don't. You don't need to <laughs> sing at all. You can just show up um, and join us. So, um, so it's not like American Idol. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it is because some of the people are amazing, um, and we're superstars, but. Um, you don't have to sing by yourself to get in. You can just come. Oh, I love that. Okay, yeah. so 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 is the music uh, just for religious worship? No, no, it's all different types of music. Um, yeah, at, really, we do music from from every culture, from every creed. Um, and um, this concert, this upcoming concert is is sort of a winter holiday concert, but it that's not always the shape the winter concert takes. Uh, you know, we we really do all types of music. Well, you got uh, you you're doing the music of Margaret Bonds, who I'm a huge yes. fan of because you know I go to the symphony, which I think you might know. I'm, I'm a oh big wow, fan. and they've been showcasing um um Florence Price, Margaret Bonds. Um, and so, so I know her music because of the New Haven Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. And then you got the words of Langston Hughes, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And they, they were frequent collaborators and also, um, just really, uh, connected as a pair, um, felt really a lot of artistic affinity with each other. Um, and, um, it's interesting that the, the Ballad of the Brown King is the, the sort of centerpiece of our concert, um, and um, it's a New Haven is an exciting place to learn about Margaret Bonds because her papers or and, and her scores are at the Beinecke. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, and that's actually really, um, really, unfortunately, her her scores are not in print. So, for example, to oh. get this piece of music, I had to go to the Beinecke and take pictures of it. Oh, my gosh. Really? And there's absolutely no explanation for why her music isn't in print other than racism. It's amazing music. It's incredibly sophisticated. She was a master, a master of classical music, a master of jazz music. You can see like the in 
in just looking at her work, like how, um, how amazing and brilliant her mind was and how much she knew about all types of music. Um, but you can't, you can't order it. Like normally when I order music for the choir, you know, I go online and I purchase the music, but you can't do that with Margaret Spahn's music. None of it, none of it's in print. Um, so I, you know, it was, it was neat. I got to go to the Beinecke and when I was taking pictures, um, you, you can see, um, her dedication, for the mm. for the score, like in her handwriting, it, it's dedicated to Martin Luther King, um, which which was a an intentional um, I don't know if we would call it a pun, but a intentionally a, a double meaning um, that the, the Brown King is Balthazar the Brown. Oh, I love King, it. The, the baby Jesus, and it's also the Doctor Reverend Martin Luther King. I love uh, it. And so this the the piece is a piece about Christmas. It's also a piece about the civil rights movement. Um, so that was really cool seeing seeing her. So how did you how did you so when you decided to do this winter concert, was this in mind? Like how did you how did you just say, oh, I want I want that Margaret Bonds piece? And then I gotta go, then I gotta go take pictures of it. <laughs> well, really, it was me coming to a place. Um, both personally and, and as the leader of this organization, um, our organization is not as diverse as we would like it to be. Um, we we're maybe like 20% people of color and 80% white people, which is not, it's not impressive as a New Haven organization. We, we want, we want to increase the diversity of our organization. We want it to really represent the New Haven community, um, so thinking like, how can I do that? How can I grow in that direction? And, and also my own personal realization that I've been, um, a choir director for 20 years now and have predominantly been programming works by white men. Um, I, even growing up as a, a singer, growing up in choirs, none of my choir directors were women. Um, and I, I rarely, rarely sang a piece, you know, could count on one hand the number of pieces I sang that were written by women. Wow. And then and then the um the art the art music by African American people that that is done most commonly by choirs is um gospel, it, you know, African American spiritual. So I've done a ton of that. But this art music, this classical music that's by um people of color by black women is so underperformed that I've made it through my entire career and I haven't done anything. So, you know, coming to terms with myself, like it's time, you know, mm -hmm. it's time to do this and to really learn this music and to program it and to sink into it and to include it in all of my programs. Um, I had a baby, actually, my, my baby daughter is, um, she's African-American and I had her last December Congratulations. Um, so I, thank you. Yeah, I want her to have a mom that's programming this music. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's been actually, it's felt like an incredible relief to me mm -hmm. to program this concert. Um, the, the concert is all music by African-American women. Um, and I just like, I can't tell you the, like, I feel like a burden has been lifted off of me after this like career of doing music predominantly by people who are so different from me. Um, 
And I, I'm just like, I'm so moved by it, but also I, you know, there's this other side of it, which is so unfortunate that this, um, the two big, big composers, Florence Price and Margaret Bonds, you can't order their music. It's all of it's out of print. You have to go to great lengths to find it and figure out how to get it. Um, I was hoping to do the orchestral version of the Margaret Bonds, mm -hmm. uh, but getting the orchestra music is a wild goose chase. I called like published. You first, you call one publisher and they say, no, we don't have it anymore. It's this publisher. And then you call that publisher. No, we don't have it anymore. It's this publisher. And then the it's a dead end where you don't get any calls back from the final publisher. Um, oh, you might want to have a call, a conversation with Alistair Neal before he leaves. Cause you know, he got, a, he got, a, he got that Florence, Price music over here because he's yeah it's true I actually didn't realize they were, they were do I didn't realize they were doing that so I definitely will call him um because did he also do some of did he do some of Margaret Bonds yes he did he did uh Margaret Bonds Florence Price and the other of the and one other woman oh I can't think of her name it'll come to me later um and they did a whole they did a whole he's been doing it for the last almost three years of this music since the oh pandemic. that's awesome I actually didn't realize that was happening. So I definitely should connect with them about that. Oh, I you absolutely should call them and, yeah, and, and, and he'll have great conversation. I had them on the show each time they, they, uh, oh, great. her, her, yeah. in, in their work. Um, so I think it's like, uh, uh, yes. Um, uh, Helen Hagen. Oh, great. Yeah. So Helen Hagen, Florence, uh, uh, Price and, uh, Margaret Bonds. Um, yeah, they, I'm they sad that I missed it. I mean, the reason I missed it is because I, you know, I'm a single mom of two kids working three jobs. So like I, <laughs> I have not been going to concerts in the past three years. Um, yeah, but you know, like um, Margaret Bonds, I, I grew up in Chicago with a single parent. Margaret Bonds grew up in Chicago with a single parent. Um, I just, it's like, I just feel so... Um, so connected and and so also just impressed. And you know she has connect she has New Haven roots too. Like she has a she has a New Haven story. So yeah. So yeah. So very similar to you. You're here. Yeah, exactly. I, it's it's really um I haven't been this excited about a composer in a long time. That's good. So, now, does that, so does that mean you like now you now you have to go and like look for other music that might be obscure because let me tell you the new haven symphony orchestra has really spearheaded people listening to um uh miss florence's work yeah like they've, been, they've been all over the place now everybody's discovering or rediscovering um, yeah uh, florence price's music and uh, yeah uh, and it's it's wonderful to sort of see across the country different uh orchestras taking this on so i i had no idea uh, there was a choral connection to like a chorus connection to it. Right. And, and also, I mean, she, she clearly knew what she was doing writing for choir. She clearly had a ton of experience and was an expert on how to write for choir. It's funny because last year um, we were doing Haydn. We were doing a Haydn mass and it was really a mess. Like, like really you looked at the music and you thought, Oh my God, he had no idea what he was doing when he wrote this piece of music. He hasn't, 
know anything about writing for a choir. And then you get to Margaret Bonds and everything is perfect, perfectly placed, like every detail, it, you know, is just so fastidious and so expert. And there are all these references to all of this other music. There's references to jazz. There's references to like the British choral tradition. There's references to Bach. Like she, she was such a musical expert and, and, um, so meticulous with her craft um, that, I mean, it, it's embarrassing that, that to all of us, I mean, that it, that it's not, hasn't been out there for the, for the past 20 years, for the past 40 years. Um, so it's, I mean, it's really exciting to me to discover this new music. Uh, Margaret Bonds actually, um, she studied with Florence Price. Yes. Um, and Florence Price, actually, when Margaret Bonds, Margaret Bonds lived with her mom, who was a, a musician and music teacher, and and they um, they housed musicians that were coming through Chicago. And so actually, Florence Price lived at their house for a little while when Margaret Bonds was a child. And then and then Margaret Bonds studied with her more formally. Um, and Florence Price is also a great composer for voices, like really well-crafted pieces. They're like, they actually, um, in some ways, it reminds me of doing Clara Schumann's work because they're a little bit romantic mm -hmm. uh, and imaginative and fanciful um, and also very detailed and precise. Mm. Uh, but, and, and Margaret Bonds and Florence Price, they have very different compositional voices. Um, but, but the, the, you know, the common thread is that they were like incredibly attentive to detail and, um, and also contain all of these references that really should have immediately inserted their music into the, the canon of choral composition. It's like these pieces should be there when you, you know, like it should be easy to get them. They should be like continuing to be printed. Everybody should be, be performing them. Margaret Bonds, when she when she wrote the Ballad of the Brown King, um, two of the things that she said to Langston Hughes, she said um, she said that she wanted this to be a, a piece that was commonly performed in the winter alongside Handel's Messiah, mm -hmm. and that's what should be happening with this piece. This is a great piece, you know. It's a wow. it's a piece that should be done everywhere all the time. I don't even know if it's been done in this area before. Um, I haven't be been amazing. able to find a performance of it. The um, one thing that we've been really lucky about, especially because um, a lot of uh, the members of the chorus don't read music, um, is that um, Malcolm Merriweather, who's a, a choir director in um, in New York, did do a recording. Um, a couple of years ago, and it's a wonderful recording, and also contains some of the art songs um, of uh, of Margaret Bonds. Um, so we've been we've all been listening to that recording a lot. Um, and he had to orchestrate it himself. He arranged the orchestral parts himself, um, which wow. I I wasn't gonna have time to do. I I tried to get in touch with him to say like, hey, can, can I get a look at this? But he, I'm sure he's very busy too. Um, <laughs> So are yeah. you going to record this, Allie? Cause yeah, the, the recording, um, the concert will be recorded. So okay. um, and that'll be uh wonderful for us. And and um and it'll be the first 
recording with our soulists. We're very excited um, to be um, performing with um, Jillian Tate, who mm -hmm. is part of the Yale Opera program. And oh, um, I know. I was, look I was looking at the lineup of folks. I was like, oh, yeah. And Miles <laughs> Wilton Tolliver will be the baritone soloist. Um, and, and he's performed that piece before, but we're super excited to collaborate with him. He's a he's a local um, professional singer. Um, so, so yeah, Margaret Bonds, she said this, this should be, she, she wanted it and it should be performed alongside these other works that have been being performed every year for 400 years. Um, and she said, I want to create a major work for the holidays that young black singers are going to feel proud when they perform it, that, that it's, it's going to represent them. Um, and, um, you know, like in the in the program notes, um, in in Malcolm Merriweather's program notes, it talks about um, sort of the the anti racist mission of the work is that it um, it talks about the degree to which black and brown people were involved in this nativity story that that, that this king this king had a front row seat when the baby Jesus was born. And, you know, Margaret Bonds had experienced horrible racism in her own city in Chicago. When she went to Northwestern, um, they, they didn't let her live on campus. She was excluded from many of the buildings on campus because she was a black woman. Um, and so the, um, the experience of this like horrifically racist exclusion that she she um, she herself it, you know ha it was personal a personal experience for her um, like she she uh, it, it it's sort of an idea of healing for her and for for the singers that she imagines that this um, African American person is um, fully represented in the nativity story. Mm -hmm. um, I, one thing that I wonder about, um, because today, like, you know, if we're going to be honest about what color the Holy Family was, they were brown people. People <laughs> at that time, where they lived, were not white people. They were brown people. Um, and, you know, would, um, would Margaret Bonds have thought about that? Is, is sort of a question that I have, you know, that, that it wasn't just the brown, it wasn't just Balthazar was brown, probably all of the kids, kings were brown, and the holy family was brown, <laughs> you know, so, and it's a lie, the, 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 it's a lie that we've been telling in art for hundreds and, you know, more than a thousand years, that these people were white, that's not true. Um, but I, I, so I wonder about that, um, if, you know, because I, there's a part of me that longs for the work to be more radically anti-racist and, and more, um, more blatantly anti-racist, um, which actually you, and you see that in her art songs, we are performing, um, Miles and Jillian will be performing some of our art songs too. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, she said, um, she, she showed, a um, sort of more um more revolutionary more re um 
activist spirit in her art songs. One of the art songs in her dream variations by Langston Hughes is called I, I Too Sing America. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to listen to that? And mm-hmm. she, um, and, and Langston Hughes essentially like paints this portrait of um, African Americans meeting treated as the, the dark skinned brother that doesn't sit to, at the table when company comes. And then he says, you know, in the future, this will not be the way it is. And people will be ashamed. Like it, it will be shameful to the people that did not invite me to their dinner table when um when I am invited to the table and they will see how beautiful I am and they will feel shame. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been I've been trying to figure out can I can I weave that art song into the narrative um of what we're doing um be, because I love it and and because I think it is the same it is the same um protest that is raised by Ballad of the Brown King. You know, that that there's been this story that there were no brown people in the nativity and that it's it's a lie and it's shameful. Um, so I yeah, I um I've been collaborating with Robert Stepto. Mm-hmm. He's um he was a faculty emeritus at Yale, um, and he was my African American poetry teacher 20 years ago when I was an undergrad there. <laughs> um, so I've been thrilled to connect with him and he's recommending um some of the poems uh for that will be read he's going to be reading and one of our course members is going to be reading poetry also by um by Langston Hughes and also um Maya Angelou um who else do we have I'm I'm blanking for a second on all the poets names um but um yeah I'm very excited to be collaborating with him and I said you know I want I wonder if we can find holiday poetry that's a little edgier. So so we've been sort of working on that, you know, um and yeah, it's been a joy to connect with him again. So I'm excited that he's coming. I I can see your enthusiasm. So the concert, the fall concert is Saturday, December 9th at 7:30 at the United Church on the Green. United Church on the Green, 270 Temple Street. Is that yeah. where y'all are housed? Is that your home? Like, where do y'all no, home? No, we, we've maybe, I mean, and I'm, you know, I'm only, I've only had this job for a year and a half, but they've only performed there once before. Oh. <laughs> and we actually had like a, a mad dash scramble um, for this place. We, we were trying to, um, we were, we were looking in, into different places and, you know, uh, this happens around the holidays that all of the artistic organizations are going for the same buildings at the same time. So we're very happy to be doing it there. Um, and and we're, uh, we've worked on an arrangement. Uh, like I've worked with the organist and the pianist on arrangement using their organ. Um, so so we, we're trying to get some of the orchestral sounds into the piece that she would have imagined using the different colors on the organ and the piano. Mm-hmm. And Margaret Bonds was um a completely virtuosic pianist she was the first um african american person to perform with the chicago, chicago symphony as a pianist um and so we're very lucky to have an amazing pianist playing the piece because it is hard music to play um and you can see that she was imagining she was going to play it <laughs> so yeah cuz you know it's it's really really tough stuff very, very virtuosic wow 
All right. So so you've been the um um artistic director for a year. Where where are you from, Al? I mean, I heard you say you're from Chicago. Yeah. So what I have am. you been doing? You know, people come here to New Haven and then they make New Haven their home. So I, and I love that. So 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 tell me a little bit about your backstory. Yeah. Well, I um I feel like I've been powerfully called to New Haven. I um I left Chicago um as a teen to go to boarding school. And then I was very lucky to get a full ride at Yale um, or as much as a full ride as they gave to people at that time. <laughs> um, and um, I went to Yale and um, I, um, I sang professionally. I also worked as a custodian and in the dining services a long time. At, at, at that time, many of the um, employees at Yale were were um, from New Haven, and that unfortunately has been outsourced um, since I was there. Some of the people are still there. I like I go back on campus and I see some of the people I worked in the dining hall with, and some of the people that I worked custodial with. Um, but a lot of them are not there because they outsourced their labor, which um, you know that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, but I yeah I worked. Um, I worked alongside a lot of people in New Haven and I, and then I, I also worked for a couple of years at Sandra's soul food. Um, when it was on Whitney, <laughs> I was a waitress there for a couple of years. Then I, I must've seen you. I must've seen you. You probably did. I, but I had a, um, I had a, like, you know, it, uh, like your haircut, like I had like a buzz. <laughs> uh, so, so you might remember that. I don't know. Um, and then I, um, I was really lucky. Um, I got right out of college. I got a job with the um, Pals Children's Chorus mm -hmm. uh, in Boston. And that was very lucky for me. They were, you know, performing with the Boston Lyric Opera, the Boston Symphony. It was really fun working with those kids. But I didn't have a degree in conducting yet. So I went um, to Carnegie Mellon um, to get my degree in conducting. And then I came back out here to teach. I was teaching at Choate. And then um, five years ago, I started teaching public school at um, at Worthington Hooker. Um, and then now I have been working with the GNHCC and with the um, all city choirs. Um, yeah, but I, um, you know, it, it's interesting because the world of classical music, um, it can feel often like it. it's just a, a, a world of just incredible privilege because people, you have to have, you know, you have to have money to study an instrument. You have to have money to like go to these schools. And, and I didn't, you know, I, I like fought tooth and nail and, you know, like didn't have what I needed all through school. And, and so, um, to know that this woman, like said, had such amazing musical achievement, but she she worked as a waitress too. She worked washing dishes. She worked cleaning. You know, to to connect with somebody else that had more encountered more of the difficulties of of busting into this world um, has has felt really um, nice for me. To, mm. she feels like a friend <laughs> i like that yeah I, I like that that's a good that's a good thought right there all right so um 
How often do y'all um, host concerts? How often do y'all plan? We have two concerts a year. So the winter one and the spring one. Um, So we've been working on this one since September. And then our big end of the year concert is going to be the 60th anniversary concert. Um, It's going to be sort of songs about singing songs that we've sung over the past 60 years and some new songs. So yeah, I'm excited about that. We'll um, we'll definitely be singing um, some gospel and spiritual. And I would love to find some pieces about singing by these um, African-American composers that I'm now becoming um, so delighted to work with. So um, yeah, I'm excited to research, research, continue this research project as I continue my career as a choral director. Mm. Okay. So, so this is your full-time job. Like this is you, you eat, drink, sleep music. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, I, I only work as a musician, but um, from, from eight to three 30, I'm a public school teacher and I I actually in kindergarten through um, fourth grade um, for New Haven public schools at, at the Worthington hooker school. And it's two buildings. So I'm racing back and forth, you know, between, (laughs) between the two buildings teaching. I I have around 250 students. Oh my gosh. I'm in the staff room right now. This this is just my prep period. (laughs) Um, you know, and then thank you, then thank I, you for squeezing the time in to do this. But <laughs> uh, it's important. I want people to come. I want people to come hear this music. It's music that people need to hear, and I want people to come join the chorus too. Um, so yeah, I, I've got three jobs in total, but the biggest one is teaching public school. But I also, you know, on Thursday nights. I rehearse the Greater New Haven Community Chorus from seven to ten, and then I also get to work from kid with kids from all over the district on Tuesday nights. So, Ellie, where do y'all rehearse? Like, do y'all have a home? Like, where where the majority of your concerts, or do you have to go find places to to play and sing? Um, we have to find places. I mean, it, it's not you know, and we pay we pay to rent the hall for the concert. So. Um, but, you know, that's like, you know, been sort of what we do. And that's what most of the ensembles in New Haven do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so good. I love it. I love it. Well, it seems to me there's a lot of opportunity for you to connect with all the other uh, music performing organizations. Like, yeah, the music school and the symphony. And I mean, you're yeah, Yaley, so all the Yale music stuff like. There's a yeah. There's a lot uh, going on there. There's a lot going on. The jazz underground folks and da da da. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, um, We're very. It's a very lucky place. It's a fantastic place to live as a musician. Um, But my question is, Babs, are you going to come to some rehearsals in January to come (laughs) sing with us a few times? Say that again. (laughs) We would love to have you come to some rehearsals. Join our join our singing group. You don't. You can just show up and sing with us. I might. You send me. You send me the, the schedule, and I'll see what I could do. Cause uh, we would love I, to have it. It's Thursday nights. It's a great time. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Uh, I, I unfortunately I won't be able to make the concert. That's why oh, I was no. asking. I know I'm. I'm because I'm. I'm gonna go see um the year of magical thinking because you know I'm on the board of Long Wharf Theater and so oh, we're wow. doing a year of magical thinking in in places all around the the city. Um, and so I'm I'm confirmed yeah. to go to a, a performance that night. But uh, I hope that you can um, 
tape this and then post it up somewhere from your website or something. Oh, we definitely I, I don't want to miss this music. Like I, you had me at Margaret Bonds. Like you literally had me at Margaret Bonds. I was like, oh my God, I had no idea there was choral music. Like oh, I had no yeah. idea there was, because I only know from the symphony, I discovered these yeah, yeah. women, black women composers. So I had right. no idea that they, that there was singing involved. <laughs> Right. Well, we we all sh should know, and I hope increasingly we all are going to know that this music is out there, and that that um that every choir should be performing it. Um, but yeah, I'm I I wish you could be there, but we're going to record it for you. I, I thank you. <laughs> and, and please send your friends, send everybody you know over. Um, I mean, it's a good problem for us to have that there's too much art going on in New Haven. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, please, please send people in our direction on December 9th at 7.30 p.m. Um, on the green. And then and, you can buy tickets. Um, you can go to their website, right? They go to your you website. You can buy them online. You can also show up and get your ticket at the door. Oh, it's that's my language. That's my yeah. love language. <laughs> you don't need to make a decision ahead of time. You can make a decision at 6.30 that night. Um, but we, we, hope, um, we hope it's going to be a full house. Well, it, you know what? This is the season and people, will be, yeah. the tree will be lit. So you'll be on the green. So the tree will be lit and people will have all that, uh, all that experience. And yeah. so it'll feel like the holidays. It'll feel like yeah. the holidays. So. And it's all music that um, everybody needs to hear. So I, I hope we'll have a great showing that night. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I, I'm glad that I had a chance to talk to you and to hear about uh, these composers that I knew of. Um, but did not know all, all of their music. And so this is opportunity for those of us who are devotees of uh, Black women um, composers. This is a, a, a good concert to check out. Yeah, and, it's I, a great and I love this lineup of folks. This is such an impressive lineup. of. Yeah, talent. it's going to be great. Am amazing ah. artists, amazing composers. And um, our, our choir has been having a great time working on it. Well, you have to come back so that you can pitch for inviting people to come sing, right? Oh, great. Well, I, I'll, I'll, um, I'll call you up. We, we actually, we sent new members in January. So we're going to be doing another recruitment push for people to join in January. So if you love to sing, come on December 9th, hear us sing at our celebration of holiday music by African-American women, and then come join us in January on Thursday nights um, for our rehearsals. Oh, I love this. So if you have a flyer, I already have the flyer for this concert, but if you have a flyer for the for the recruitment part, send that to me and I'll post that up Great. too. Because we would love to be 150 singers. Wow. That's a lot yeah. of voices. It's fun. Yeah, but it, it's a it's really fun. It's really fun to sing in a huge group like that. So I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, Allie, it's been lovely. Merry Christmas. And I hope this concert is fabulously fabulous. And like, it, it will be. Is. I promise oh, you. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. It was great to meet you. Enjoy the rest of your school day. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> I always so do. Much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. December 9th, 730, uh, United Church on the Green. Uh, thank you, Harry. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. I'll be back. I'll see y'all. <laughs>